For most of the last half century, Bill Cosby was one of the most respected people in show business. Comedian, actor, educator, game show host, and yes, America's dad. Those days are gone, but the body of work still exists. A quick Google search turned up an article from 2011 listing To My Brother Russell Whom I Slept With as the greatest comedy album of all time, so we thought it would be fun to give it a listen. With only 40 minutes of jokes on the record, we had lots of time to talk about, you know, other things in Cosby's career. So, pour yourself some rum and mix it with one of the products Cosby pitched, Coca-Cola. It's time for episode 41 of Toasting the Classics, To My Brother Russell Whom I Slept With. Take it away, Dave. Are we back with Toasting the Classics again? We are back with Toasting the Classics. Is it the same day that it was the last time we did an episode of Toasting the Classics? But it feels like it's further in the future than the last time. It feels way further in the future. Way further. At least 60 minutes into the future from the last time. Toasting the Classics is the podcast where we take something people call a classic, we drink something that's inspired by that classic, and then we decide whether it's still a classic, whether it passes the gauntlet of the sharp intellectual wisdom of Clint Lanier and Dave MacArthur. Because between the two of us, we have like three decades of education. So between the two of us, we add up to probably an average IQ. Absolutely. So I think it's that's all you need to judge right. things. I mean, I think it's better that the common man is here judging whether things are classic than, than people right. in the, in yeah, the academy. Yeah. Who are they? Know? People in the ivory tower Elitist. of academia. Right. Are we literally in the ivory? This building's not made of ivory. <laughs> well, it is white. Oh, there you go. And there you go. So that, that helps. Yeah, that does I, I help. Suppose. That does help. It reflects the sunlight. But that's right. actually environmentally sound in this in this region. You think, want to reflect. You I want that albedo up. I think up we're getting carried away before we even start. What are we doing today? I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> we are going to talk today. About the best comedy album of all time. According to Spin Magazine. Now, this was published in 2011, the thing that I looked up. Okay. So I wanted to do a comedy album that was considered uh, a great comedy album. Okay. So it was a list of 40. Uh, A bunch of them were things that a lot of it was old, Mm -hmm. and this is old. And that's, I think, part of – that's going to be a big part of what we talk about today. Not the biggest part. The elephant in the room is a little bit different than how old it is. But um, this album is called To My Brother Russell, Whom I Slept With. Mm -hmm. So there's – first of all, there's the use of whom in the title. That tells you it's at least 50 years old. Absolutely. Nobody would drop whom in the title of a comedy album today. That's just – you're already not funny. If you use (laughs) grammar that proper – Right. I'm not laughing. You know, like if you you know what a direct object is, it's not funny. Um, but this is by Bill Cosby. And as Who? some of as some of you may know, Who? his reputation has been somewhat tarnished in the last eleven years yeah. since the spin article S- came out. Sullied even. What's that? Sullied? Sullied, yeah. 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 yeah, definitely. I think it's been sullied. And not sully like in a good way, like the guy who lands a plane on the East River. No, like sully that. like the verb that not means. Not sully like Monsters, Inc. Because that's a good Not sully. sully like in Monsters, Inc. Yeah, not yeah. John Goodman as a furry, so friendly sully creature. like you stepped all over it. and, and it. Bill Cosby's name has really been, I mean, tarnished and sullied. They don't even capture the difference, the swing right. between where his name was when I was a kid <laughs> right. as America's yeah. dad. Right. And I I love this man. Yeah. This is this is not just the Cosby show, but this is Picture Pages and Fat Albert. Right. This is someone that seemed like a like a relative, like a kindly sure. relative. Well he was America's like, dad. America's he? dad. That yeah. those aren't just words. It, it really right. felt that way. Yeah. It felt like someone you could look up to. Like if if we found out tomorrow that Bill Murray was involved in the Cambodian genocide while he was off of work from Saturday Night Live. Yeah. It wouldn't upset me as much as I think, what has I think he'd Bill be Cosby. forgiven. I really you do. Because Bill think? Murray, I think so. Yeah. Well, and plus Americans would be like, Cam, Cam, well, where? Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Is, yeah. that, is that over by yeah. 
Is it South Southern California? There or? was a film done about it, so they might know a little bit about it. Um, yeah, well, I think it was released in TV, right? Yeah, it was like the Killing Fields, early eighties or something yeah, like that. I think so, yeah. But actually, I Dude, think we are talking about genocide again. What is what <laughs> is know. what is in the water? You could take today? every man right. in the world, okay, and they would fall somewhere in between the two shifts of Bill Cosby's life, where he is the greatest person in the world <laughs> and he is the worst person in the world. Every every man in the world, i.e., I. a human, i.e., a human being could there. be like Christ or Satan, exactly like that right. kind yeah, of swing. Much. Yes, yeah. right. Um, this is not a subtle difference no. in character and reputation. This is a. But let's let's talk about this for a minute. Dramatic for, for a long time, Bill Cosby was unimpeachable. Right? I mean, he was infallible. Perhaps he was a controversial figure in um, African American studies and and that sort of thing. How so? Um, he, he often came out on the side of sort of against a lot of people that would consider them, themselves progressive mm-hmm. in that movement. Now, he was very vocal, uh, his civil rights take and stuff right. like that. I mean, he was uh, the first African-American to win an Emmy Award, for right. instance. And, and when he accepted his third yeah, Emmy, Award Emmy Award for yeah. lead actor, he got up and he said, this is just to show you that bigots, you don't matter. Yeah. And that's great. You know, that's that's all. Terrific. Right. Um, but later in his life, he came out against, I mean, like I said, he was controversial because because I, I read a book by, um, I think his name is Michael Dyson mm-hmm. called is, is Bill Cosby Right? And it was all about his like- made the vacuum cleaner? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Wow, he's a writer too. He sucked up all the racism <laughs> and put it in a bag yes. and we threw it away. Well, But it was all about his very conservative, kind of okay boomer stances on like, what black people should be doing and what they should be teaching their kids and criticizing people who come from poor backgrounds and things like that. Because obviously we learned in this album, Cosby came from a poor background. He lived in the projects in Philadelphia when he was a kid. Um, So he does know, he does have the credentials to talk about this. Mm -hmm. Okay, fair enough. But a lot of what he was saying is like a rich man in the 1990s and early 2000s came across as seeming like something a rich guy says. Mm -hmm. Not a white guy, which would be worse, but, you know... a guy who's kind of forgetting some of the struggles that you go through. And there's a conflict because, oh, my God, what is the guy's name? Cordell West? Mm-hmm. Okay. So he came out and supported Bill Cosby in this in this conversation. This is before any of this, like, Me Too times a thousand stuff that went on with Cosby later, sure. just with his stance on civil yeah. rights. And Cordell West came out and he was like, no, some of this is correct. You know, like uh, so African-American families need to give their children better values. And he has a point here and whatever. Anyway, this is like the conversation I have with my son. We listen to hip hop and one day, you know, we're listening to it and he says, you know, you told me the N word is the worst word in the English language. I was like, yes, it is. I was like, literally, hear somebody use that word. You don't hang out with that person. He was like, he was like, but we're listening to this and the African-American people in these songs, they use that word. And I was like just taken aback for a second. I was like, let's just let that be a conversation black dads have with their black sons. You don't ever say that word. End of discussion. I was just like, that's not our business. That's somebody else's business. Hmm. Interesting. There's a whole debate about it. Sure. As a little white boy, just know we don't say that. Yeah. It's not something we, we don't even repeat it. In a song, you know, like that, that's a that's tragic. It's like that's that. a it's like tragically this, sad. That's this, a tragically sad perspective on life, though. But you this know? conversation really between Dyson and Cosby and Cordell yeah. West, I, you know, as a white dude, I'm willing to just sit down with my popcorn and listen to it. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm interested. It's fascinating. So, what about the conversation between Bill Cosby, Eddie Murphy? About swear words? <laughs> yeah, that's a whole. Di- yeah, yeah. And, Richard, yeah, and Richard Pryor. I respect. I respect. It's a bit like. Um, do people think, laugh when you say that? Yeah. Well, then tell Bill to have a coconut smile and shut the yeah. up. You know, yeah, exactly. That whole, that whole thing. I was listening to his language in this album, actually, which mm-hmm. is um, 
he he's a little more I don't know how to describe it. He's a younger man. Yeah. And he's like, you know, I don't know what you're talking well, about, Jack. He keeps well, calling he keeps using the like Jack. He, he well, sounds album, a lot more colloquial. Album this album was 68, is that 68, right? Yeah, yeah. So 68. So he must have been like 23, 24 or something like that. No, he's born 37. Oh, he's 31 years old. 31 years old. Goodness, I mean, okay. by my math, yeah. I think that's right. But well, he was. You know, what's interesting is he was using, yeah, the the uh, phrases of the age. He was he Jack was. Jive Dig right. This. Yeah, you know, which yeah. I, I I say that stuff all the time. I love that. I mean, if you need translation, I do speak jive. Do you speak jive? Yes. <laughs> By the way, totally inappropriate joke for Brother, today. Don't want no help. Still, don't, don't get no help. Still one of the funniest. One yeah, of the funniest. Having, having what's her name. Florence Henderson. Florence right? Henderson. Having her how, say that. How have we not done airplane, by the way? I don't know. That'd be fun because that would be really interesting whether that stands Maybe that'll be like, like our one thing years. we never do. Yeah. We'll always talk about it, but we'll, we'll never it. do well, it. Well, you yeah. know what we've never touched is the Star Wars films. I've always thought, yeah. you know, yeah, those are so, that? like, that's so plowed. That ground is very plowed over. Well, you'd have we to start to, with episode one. That's actually not. <laughs> you have to do it Yoda fashion, starting with oh. four and then jumping yeah, to back. one. Okay. In any case, back to Bill Cosby. We have a drink for today. Oh, we do? Wait, does this involve Quaaludes? What? What? I had to. I had to. Come on. Why are yeah. there pills at the bottom of what my exactly glass? What exactly is a funky cold Medina? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not really sure. But why anyway, is, so. Why is that bubbling in my glass? Yeah, obviously I thought of something like that. But, yeah. okay, I just, we shoot from the hip on this podcast. Sure. We say what we really mean. But even with that in mind, uh-huh. I do not want to be too flip and too <laughs> loose about making fun of what happened. The things that he's accused of, and we'll talk about a little more in the future, but in my opinion. Well, we can make fun of him. Is not like what happened well, to Aziz Ansari or Louis C.K. Actually, and, it's, and, and I was bad, gonna, I was, I was actually going to mention that. I, I don't. I wouldn't call this Me Too. Me Too. No, this is worse. Me this too. is much, well, much worse. Me Too has come to mean... This is crime. This is, you know... Me, me Too has come to mean... Well, the problem with when you when you do hashtag Me Too is you are putting everything into one bucket, which is not at all equal. Yeah, that's true. Right? Yeah, um, that's right. And, and, and I'm not saying any of it is decent behavior Well, it's a lot all, like it's a lot right? like the cases about police brutality. Right. These are individual... Happenings. What what Bill Cosby did was not me too. Bill Cosby did. I no, mean, it was disgusting criminal worse. behavior. It's much worse. And, and frankly, if I was going to admit my biases here, it would be I would have given him a lot of credit mm-hmm. as America's dad and someone who I've known my whole uh, not known obviously, but someone who's been in my mind as a good person my whole life. Right. My biases would run towards favoring him. Yeah, hundred percent. The things he admitted in court. Right are worse than almost any right. of the Me Too stuff that right. I've heard about. I mean, using drugs with women and stuff like that, it's totally inexcusable. Yeah. I, I don't see any other you way. Drugging women use, is different than well, using, dr- using drugs with women is different. So than- some of the things that he talked about that gave it a little bit of a question is he was like, he was providing them with quaaludes. Yeah. And I'm like, did they know they were being provided? <laughs> right, right. So he admitted to giving it to them. But I think, let's just, I mean, this is the elephant in the room, right? Actually, what drink do we have? What drink today? are we doing? Yeah, so obviously what I wanted to do after a little bit of reflection, after yeah. getting rid of the idea of going with something completely inappropriate that was a joke mm-hmm. about something that's not funny and we shouldn't joke about, I thought of doing jello shots. You want to take the jello <laughs> shots? <laughs> I thought about doing jello shots. Yeah. And right. I uh, realized, so I thought about it and I was like, I really don't know. I don't want really to go to the trouble of making jello shots. Mm-hmm. And then I was thinking, and you said the same thing. I, was like, I think they make them pre-made. Yeah. Yeah. But as I was getting ready for the show, I realized 
I'm gonna have to drive all the way across town. There's one liquor store in town. All as the we've, way across as town. we've, as we've, this guy is moving to New York City. By as the way. we've fetched about many times, yes. there's just the one liquor store in town, and I would have had to drive all the way across town. Wasn't sure they'd even have it, and then I realized, really, the great truth is that Jello shots suck. <laughs> I'm not an 18 year old kid. Yeah. I don't want a Jello. 21 year old kid. How are we gonna sip a Jello shot and have a kind? What are we gonna have? You're gonna do a <laughs> shot? Well, we did do the uh, car bombs. Well, didn't we did uh, do the car bombs one time? But wasn't there? A movie where somebody snorted Jello. That sounds super, Animal uh, House. It's, uh, no, it's uh, Better Off Dead. Better. Oh yeah, Better Off Dead. Better off dead. Yeah, uh, snorts, Booger. The guy, yeah, the, the actor snorts that plays Jell-O. Booger. Is snorting That's right. Because yeah. he can't, he can't get real stuff yeah. there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't get. Cut. My brother makes this monster eggnog. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, so I, I was just like, I'm not going to drive across town okay. on the 20% chance they have Jello shots right. to get something I don't even like. So sure. what I realized is I thought about, well, that was based on his uh, advertising. Sure. Right. He's a very famous man, America's dad. He would advertise anything, you'd buy it. You'd be like, if right. Bill Cosby says I should do it, I should if do he it. He wears funny sweaters. This is how so far I. this man has come in the way that we esteem him. Yeah. Is that I would have, you know, you sure. just, Bill Cosby says do it, do it. You know, right. he's a good good guy. So he also pitched Coca-Cola. Very good. Famously. Cool. You know, well, I think they won some Clios for doing Coca-Cola ads with really? Bill Cosby. Yeah. I so know. what I did is I just did rum and coke. I had rum. You take the rum I, and you put it in the coke. Take the lime and the Coca-Cola <laughs> and you drink them both up. Um, if you put a lime in it, oh boy. it's called a Cuba Libre. Cuba Libre. Oh, is that only if only if it has a lime? Yeah, that's supposedly that. what it is. They're, you know the front man for Motorhead? Let me kill Mr. Let me kill Mr. So they're, they're trying to, uh, there's this whole movement to try to get these uh, the name of these changed to Lemmy's. Give me a Lemmy. Because apparently he drank these all the time. And he died young. Huh. Yeah, that's Go weird. Figured. Who yeah. would have thought? Yeah, right. Now, I'm glad that you're using a real Coke. Did you know that uh, if you get a... You know, I don't drink regular Coke. You drink what? Diet, diet? Coke. Like Did all you know the time. That, that diet Coke actually speeds the alcohol to your blood system? Well, then what am I thinking with this regular Coke BS? Exactly, right? But um, No, that's what I was saying. It's a good thing that you're... I treat myself to a regular Coca-Cola maybe two or three times a year, yeah, and I really enjoy it. I, there was a book... Did uh, you ever do peanuts and Coke? Like eat peanuts? You don't no, you, put the peanuts... Yeah, you put the peanuts in the Coke. nasty. <laughs> Try it sometime. All right. There's a whole no. movement. There's no. a whole movement no. of people that do no. that. Bill Cosby, Bill Cosby in 1989 tells me to do that, I'll do it. You, would have done it. No. You put no. the peanuts in the no, Coke. You don't. There was a book, uh, Stephen King book, The Gunslinger. I yeah. don't know if you've read these. So I have, one I of them, Dark one of them uh, so. he goes into the body of somebody living in the 1980s you know, on an airplane, mm-hmm. and um, the character is a heroin addict. Mm. And uh, the gunslinger jumps in this guy's body, and he just has like a glass of Coke on an airplane, and he takes a sip of it, and he's like, in a society where such a wonder as this sugary, bubbly beverage is, why would anyone need heroin? Right. And ever since then, I've always been like, yeah, having a glass of Coke with some ice in sure. it is really like a like a wonder of now, modern what you're civilization. Gonna, what you're going like, to miss moving. Yeah, you might be able to get it. Yeah, you should be able to get it up there. Um, Mexican Coke? Mexican Coke. You know what's funny? We keep talking about this as a family. We're like, oh, we're not going to be able to get Mexican food anymore. And I'm like, that's the funny thing is we totally will. Yeah. You literally can get anything in New York. Yeah, you really can. And the funny thing is, is like, we have terrific Tex-Mex Norteño cuisine here, mm-hmm. right? But you can't get stuff from the rest of Mexico in yeah. Las Cruces. You get great, like, food from the regions Yucatan that border stuff us. doesn't yeah. exist, yeah. In, in New York, I literally could look up any Mexican state right. and pick a, pick a restaurant and go there. There's and actually a restaurant over there. Uh, there's a place, owned, there's owned a Michoacan place here in town that's a little different. In but. New York, there's a place run by a couple 
people from uh, Albuquerque, I think, and they ship in the green chili from Hatch, and mm. they do the full New Mexican green. Uh, you there know, we go. We're going to go there all the time. Ooh, that's very coconutty. Interesting. So I've got uh, Captain oh, Morgan spiced rum. Spiced rum. I yeah. guess that's where the sort of vanilla mm-hmm. coconutty taste is coming from. Good stuff. And yeah. just a one liter bottle of Coca-Cola. A bunch of ice in a Cincinnati Bengals uh, container that my son was obsessed with the Bengals for like six weeks. Was he happy that they won? They got the. They got. I have not watched any football. My football team, my football team, which uh, is called football team. That's how creative it is. Lost to um, the powers of darkness and Mordor, like seventy-five to eight. Oh, Dallas. A couple weeks ago, yeah, (laughs) Dallas. Right, right. Just Dallas. Yeah, that's what. The team that shall not be named. Right. All creatures of good and neutral alignment (laughs) do not like this team. So, right. right. You know who played uh, football? Bill Cosby. And basketball. And basketball. And, and baseball. And baseball. According and to ran this, track. Yeah. And, uh, That's right. He was actually kind of telling him. I mean, he had a really interesting background. He was in the Navy, corpsman in the Navy. Which oh, I, was he corpsman? Yeah, mm. which I didn't know about. Didn't he was he served like four years, 56 to uh, 60. Never finished high school. Got a GED after the Navy. Went to Temple University. Yep. Didn't finish that, but then got a master's and a PhD. Did you know that? Well, he got he, his he degree got, for life experience. He, yeah, for his bachelor's was, yeah. That's, yeah. But he has a legitimate PhD. Yeah, I think that's like true. Like a real one. He, he wrote, true, yeah. wrote a dissertation. Yeah. Well, his, uh, his Fat dissert- Albert was his dissertation. Yeah, his dissertation was Fat Albert. Yeah. Um, but, you know, because they talked— Which is to, like, honestly, if somebody came in to my college and they wanted to get a degree for that, it'd be like, okay, that's awesome. Like well, the fact I mean, that you actually got that out for there. Early childhood education. And for right? me as a little white boy uh-huh. in the late 70s, early 80s, to see Fat Albert— and to see like a group of black kids yeah. was just like I love and, that and show. to I not watch it all the time. and to not have been thinking about hi, it. Hi, hi. But but like you weren't like thinking constantly, oh, these are black kids. Yeah. You were just it's the characters. No, you it's like just these funny. characters. I mean, it's you know? just funny situations. And, and the fact that we were doing that was like so revolutionary. And we didn't we didn't know it, but like our, my grandparents, yeah. if they walked in the room and saw me watching a cartoon with a bunch of black kids, they would have been like, What do you what is this? <laughs> you know? To me, to see them portrayed right. is just like as the as the as the protagonist, I always I always remember there were, there are always poor kids. I was poor as can be. I grew up right. really. Poor. So these kids were poor just like I was, and they were urban. I mean, urban, they were, yeah, they were in uh, Philadelphia. I was out in the country, but right. Yeah, so he's from Philly. That's mm-hmm. interesting. I have a big bias against Philly. Philly's probably on the East Coast, my least favorite place. Philly's a rough place. It's 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 rough, but also the people are um, rough. <laughs> I went to a, let's just say I went to a Nationals game one time with mm-hmm. my seven year old oh. little girl. She was wearing her Redskins jersey, and we're walking oh, around Phillies, Phillies Nets, and this guy, grown man, great big fat drunken Philadelphia oh, fan, geez. points at my little girl, my seven year old, and says, "You know the Redskins suck, don't you?" I'm like, "What are you doing, man? Yeah. You're not even in your home ballpark being like Trying that." Trying to be funny, yeah, yeah. They're terrible. You feel like a tough guy yelling yeah. at a tiny well, little Philly, kid. Phillies like, fans threw snowballs at Santa. I, I mean, know, you know, all the rest know, of the stuff. I know. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have thought of Bill Cosby as being from Philadelphia. I always thought that he was from the South somewhere for some reason. Well, in a way, almost all African Americans are, right? Well, almost no, everybody I when mean, you think when you think of your your stereotypical guy from Detroit or from well, there, or I from mean, there, Philly. There's a great migration. Their grandparents yeah, came yeah, from, right. but, I mean, from like the South. He, or, or in his case, probably his parents. Yeah. He's 1937. Yeah, his parents true. are probably from yeah, the South. Maybe right. his grandparents. You're talking about yeah. a massive influx of people right. from the South, and there's a lot of Southern culture. Yeah. You know, a lot of the things that people say are, are like stereotypical African American foods right. are just things people in the South eat. Right. You know, like it's it's just a lot of the ways people talk. When I was growing up, if anybody said y'all, that would have been somebody black where I really? grew up. Yeah. There's no way. Nobody in Northern Virginia and D.C. Huh. who was 
not African American yeah. would have said y'all. We're so close to Texas here. This is y'all country. Yeah, this is y'all country. People say y'all here. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Y'all is a y'all is a big geographical marker. It is. And the yeah. only reason anybody north of the Mason, uh, sorry, north of I don't know, like North Carolina, would say y'all is because they're y'all is actually their very, very useful nowadays. I got in absolutely trouble. Absolutely, it is. We say you guys. I didn't get in trouble. We say you guys. But see, you guys. You guys get, sounds gendered. We'll get, we'll get I know, you in trouble. Yeah. yeah, I know. Especially but, when you're teaching a class. Yeah. No. You guys is what we used when I was growing up. And then there's in like New York City, you can say use. Yeah, use. Use. Sometimes you do hear that. And then in Pittsburgh, where we lived, it's yins. And yins fills the same spot as y'all. Yeah. So there are a couple of northern options. Sure. I do say use sometimes, but it's kind of tongue in cheek. I'd be like, if you, hey, you want to use, want to come with us? Like, you know, it sounds really weird. You guys is what I used. As a yeah, kid. Wait, that was well, our I, second I that, person plural. Was you I, I use that quite a bit up until the the campus movement it's towards not gendered. It's not gendered. It's not, it it's, doesn't. It's well the way I use I it know, is second person plural. There's nothing gendered about it. Did you laugh a lot while you were listening to this? You know, I laughed when he finally got to the story about his, you know, right. he and his brother right. sharing the. Right. I, I did start laughing. How about you? I was pretty sober. Were you? I was pretty sober all the way through. I was sober I, too, but I I, could, I was trying to imagine watching him. But see, I think it would have been so much better to see you, his gesticulations. You, you had a like a ten year old younger brother, right? He was like ten years younger than yes. you, or something like that. Yes. My brother and I were three years apart. Right. We lived in the same room. Right. 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 We had a lot of that stuff. Very different relationship between hey, me and my brother. Hey, what? Quit talking. You know that that whole mm-hmm. thing. So the yeah, pre- the pre- that, yeah. the premise is he and his brother share a bed. Right. And it's like tw- a twenty five minute rant about. It goes on for a long time. Yeah, it's like yeah. twenty five minutes about he and his brother sharing the bed, getting in a fight in the middle right. of the night. His dad coming to, to coming to whip him. It was him all so true yeah. to me. It all seemed. I mean, I remember being little. Not not so much. I didn't like have a little brother that I shared a bed with, but like I'd have sleepovers with a friend, yeah. and you'd be sitting there and you'd be like, you know, hit the guy, and then the yeah. dad comes in and yells it. Same thing, right? Yeah, yeah. It all seemed super true to me. I, it's mm-hmm. all stuff I remember from being a kid, but it just wasn't tickling my funny bone. You know, right. I just wasn't laughing out loud. I I don't know what it was. Maybe if I'd been able to see him, and maybe if I'd I mean, let's get into this a little bit here, separating the artist from the art. Okay. The art has to be amazing. When someone's yeah. a really bad person, like when you see one of Hitler's paintings, uh-huh. they're really not that bad. It's okay. not that bad of an artist. But everybody's like, this is terrible. This is the worst drawing of a building I've ever seen. It's like, <laughs> it's not the best sure, drawing of a sure. building, but it's, yeah. it's not that bad. It's competent. You know, it's competent. Mm-hmm. So because it's Hitler, you're like, it's crap. Yeah. Right. So it's like there's a interplay between the art and the artist there. Mm-hmm. And like when I listen to Thriller, I just listen to Thriller. Thriller slaps. Mm-hmm. That is a great album today. Yeah. You just listen to it all the way through. There's eight great songs. So what you're saying is you're not listening to a pedophile. I'm not to... hearing that it's a pedophile yeah. that wrote this album. I'm hearing this is a terrific album. Right. You know, because it's that good. And because I and also because I knew it before I knew about him. So that's so, a better so question. Is there this, anything I could be introduced to now mm-hmm. already knowing? Because, like, I, I've never heard of this album before. Yeah. I, I am familiar with, with uh, his bit about tonsillitis. Have you ever heard that one? No. That's a long one. And there's, like, one about World War II and stuff. Like, there's, there's some stuff I heard when I was a kid that I probably still think is funny. It may just ruin it to hear it for the first time. Yeah. I can't think of anything I've heard from Michael Jackson since I've known that he was a bad guy. That I thought was awesome. Right. It's kind of hard to get rid of Beat It, though. Like Bad, bad and Thriller were... were yeah, those are know. terrific albums. Yeah, 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 they are. Those really are great albums. It's kind of hard to separate. But I, but I didn't know that he was a bad person in any way at right. the time. Right. So it's... I don't know. I'm trying to think if there's anybody... Okay. Here's a good example. Louis C.K. just put out an album. Okay. Just put out an album, like, a couple months ago. Okay. Listen to it. I was laughing. 
just like I always did at Louis C.K.'s stuff. He mm-hmm. talks about his whole issue that he had. Uh, well, first of all, his issue that he had is nowhere near what we're talking about with Cosby no. or Michael no. Jackson. So that's part of it. But it was also just funny. I was just laughing. I was just, this guy was great. He was one of my favorite comedians. It was right. really messed up that he got, he yeah. got canceled, you know. Yeah. I don't know if I want to judge whether he should have been or not, but it was, I missed his voice. Mm-hmm. He had a voice that I thought was an important satirical voice. Like right. the, the job that comedy should do, which is pointing out the things that are dumb about society. Mm-hmm. And so we can all just laugh at him and be like, oh, yeah, you're right. That's really dumb. Like, mm-hmm. why, why do we do that? Mm-hmm. You know, what is the deal with you know, <laughs> whatever it is? And that was a valuable voice. And I, I missed that voice. Right, right now I'm thinking of this uh, Simpsons episode. Okay. Homer was watching... Uh, Sinbad or some like, oh, black yeah. comedian. He's like, you're right. We're so <laughs> lame. He's like, black people are like this. White people, and the are, white like people this. are like this. He's like, oh, you're right. We're, we're so, so lame. lame. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I'm not in the 95th percentile for like quoting Simpsons. There's a lot yeah. of people out there who can really quote the right. quote the. Well, I'll say of. I'll say uh, Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. Dave cur- Chappelle currently, is still funny. He is currently but Dave you know, controversial. Chappelle, Dave Chappelle, when he first came out, mm-hmm. was a Brilliant comedic voice. Yes. I mean, brilliant comedic voice. P- p- poking holes in like the ridiculous things we believe in and the ridiculous way we do He's things. He's still doing like that. that, though. He's still doing it. I went to see him. He was in El Paso uh-huh. before COVID. I went to go see him down there. And he, he was funny. I was laughing. Yeah. But we missed 15 years of brilliant comedy by him dropping out. Yeah. Because you're just not... You're not at the top of your game when you're in your 50s. He's still funny. Yeah. I still enjoyed his stuff. But it was like a, a, like a sort of a shadow well, of what he I'm was. Talking, have, he was you, have you seen his current... Yeah, yeah, I've watched everything he's done, yeah. If you watch it, and what I don't get about it. He needs to drop that trans thing. He needs to just walk away. Why? He needs to just walk away. Why? He just sounds like an old old guy. But he's not saying anything terrible. No, he's not. He's not, but it's it's beneath him. It's beneath his It's beneath his. He is not going to do it. He's not going to do it. I know he's not, but. Unless, you know, until those people that are criticizing him actually listen to it. It's not even so much. I'm not that offended by the things he's saying about it. I don't think he, I think that his kind of gender realism is probably more what most people think on that issue. Like, why would I hate on this person who's trans? Mm -hmm. They're just a person. Why would I, I wasn't raised to behave like that. But at the same time, I think most people have a, like an innate feeling that like, actually gender's kind of real. You know, like, yes, there are people that have issues with it, but there's not that many people that have issues with it. Right. And and I think that by talking about that so much, I don't really disagree with anything he's saying, but he comes across as defensive. I'm and trying, when you're defensive, I'm, it's not that funny. I'm trying. You know, it's, well, it's I'm, kind I'm, of, I'm, I thought it was funny, but I, I'm No, try, I thought some of the things he said, but. I'm trying to give an example to. It's taking were, me out of saying. the comedy, you know. Like, <laughs> I was trying to give an example of what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. I think you were trying to make the point about. Separating the uh, the person from their art, right? And uh, with Bill Cosby, this art is not good enough to do that. No, I think that's what you're no, trying that's to what say. I'm, right? That's what I'm getting at. This is not funny enough. Yeah, um, this is like you know Jim Gaffigan. Yeah, comedian. It's a lot like him, right? A lot mm-hmm. of family oriented material. Yeah. Jim Gaffigan's more modern. He's funnier, right? You know, because he's from now. Oh, yeah, you know. So he was being a lot. I just listened to his recent special. Mm-hmm. He was he was really kind of being a little more controversial than he usually is. He's really? just like saying some things you could tell. He was kind of like. Winking at you, yeah. like, go ahead, like, say something about yeah. it. I yeah. know it's, I know it's 2020. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Like, what are yeah. you gonna do? You know, not what are you gonna do, but like, please. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say because I think comedians have to be able to say what they're gonna say. You really do. It's an important thing in society to have comedians be able to speak up, right? And sometimes be a little offensive, yeah. and push the boundaries. I don't think we want to shut that down. I think that would be very, very 
bad right. for society. I mean, no, we don't have to necessarily all be like Joe Rogan, you know, be like offensive for no reason. But like, <laughs> you should be able to, to trip over the line of being offensive. Like yeah. Louis C.K., anybody that was surprised by what Louis C.K. did didn't listen to Louis C.K. Right. Louis C.K. is that guy. Yeah. His comedy is that guy. That's the way he is. And the thing he was doing, which I'm not going to talk about. <laughs> I was about to say, do you want to say no, what he did? <laughs> no, I don't. Because I have daughters and, you know, just, I just, yeah. no. You have potted but, plants. Um, anyway, anyway, Louis C.K., a great deal of his persona and a lot of his comedy was about kinky sexuality. Right. Let's be honest. Yeah. I'm not surprised that that was going on in the back room. The Bill Cosby thing, his whole shtick is being America's dad and yes. like this funny that, guy. That's why and this stuff that's is why completely was, diametrically opposed. That's to that, why it was know? such a problem for him, right? Because he was right. such a well. Also, it was criminal conduct. Well, that too. Problem, but I mean, so. he was such a holier than thou type of person, right? I never. He never came across. Then, yes. Uh, going back to the African American yes, culture it, that, issue, that's, that was holier. Yeah, than that's and I think that's. What but I never saw him that way. But I think I that, just saw him as being. Well, you know, I think a lot of people, a better version of you know because he he's he's pointing at them and saying you guys are the problem right. with, with the uh, yeah. where we are. Right, Pretty hard to be sanctimonious. For exactly this yes, right, yes, and exactly, and this yeah. whole time, yeah, no, that's you know he was carrying on what he was doing right. So, but the thing is, like, I don't know if he was ever that funny. I mean, he got. He became. He was a stand-up. Do you remember we talked about Dane Cook? Oh, we were talking about Steve Martin. And is Steve Martin? Oh, funny? right, right. Uh-huh. And a lot of it was like you like Steve Martin, yeah. right? And he's very charismatic, and he'd sort of bowl you over with this physicality of his comedy, and sure. you'd laugh. And Bill Cosby, when you're watching the Cosby Show, a lot of it was he was charismatic, he was likable, mm-hmm. he was very physical with his comedy, so you'd be on board, you'd laugh, you'd just enjoy sitting down and watching Bill Cosby talk mm-hmm. to you for a little bit. I think that if you lose that, if that illusion is pierced, yeah, then it's a problem. All of a sudden, you're not funny at right. all. I was trying to imagine him doing this 25-minute bit about him and his brother in the bed and the dad and stuff like that, and imagine sitting in the audience loving Bill Cosby. Mm-hmm. Thinking of Bill Cosby as not only just like a funny guy, but like, a, like an admirable figure, charismatic figure, which he was, totally was, mm-hmm. you know, and he was a huge part, he was a huge, like, I mean, I would say, I don't know about civil rights icon, but being at the forefront when African-Americans are moving into the limelight in America, mm-hmm. that must have been super important to people at the time. You know, that would have been that would have been a big deal. You just love this guy. And you'd laugh. You'd just laugh your butt off because you just like the guy. Yeah. But he leveraged that, whatever success he had in comedy, to do other stuff, to get in TV right. and to... And, and to you know, produce movies and all. What would have been his first sort of thing? Stuff. Was stand-up his first thing? Stand-up was his first thing. But what I'm saying okay. is, like, I don't know how funny he was as a stand-up. But this what, is but, not his best work. But whatever, I don't think. whatever he, however funny he was, he leveraged it into this other stuff that made him ultra successful, like the right. Cosby Show from the '80s, mm-hmm. I Spy, Fat Albert, Kids Say the Darndest Thing. Remember those? Yeah. yeah. You know, um, I mean, he had all these other projects that weren't stand-up. You know, and so he'd do stand-up specials every now and then, and People would go because he was Bill Cosby, mm-hmm. and people yeah, would pro- people would probably laugh because he was Bill Cosby. Yes. Like George Carlin never made a you know a sitcom. Yeah, he did. Did he? he? Did oh. I don't remember what it was, but I do remember seeing him. It was it failed. Whatever it was did not do well. But I remember seeing him. Well, he's not a sitcom guy. No, I mean he's no, a stand-up. No, no. like he's he and I and I guess to me there's a difference between like a legitimate stand-up the and a, and a comedian who then does other stuff. He didn't become famous as a comedian, is what I'm saying. He became famous as America's dad for doing Kids Say the Darnest Things, well, Fat Albert, Cosby Show. I think the first thing he was things. famous for was I Spy. No, well. Right? He, I mean, that's in the mid-60s, right? Big fame. You're you're right. But he, he 
got that gig from doing stand up. Yeah, I think so. Right? Because they said this was this one, <clears throat> sixty eight, is his eighth album. So what I'm what I'm trying so I guess what I'm trying started. to say is like like I don't know if you don't think of stand up comedy when you when you say Bill Cosby, stand up comedian. You don't do that. George Carlin. My Car- dad had George his Carlin, yeah. I know. Same at, with George Carlin. My dad at, had the record. At one time he was. At one time he him. was, but that's not what I'm saying is that's not what he became known for. If you ask yeah. the average person, yeah. They'd say the Cosby Show or some other stuff, right? Right. Because he produced and he he wrote and he did TV. And if you'd have at, like, so I always had this positive impression of him through my whole life, mm-hmm. from the comedy albums when I was little, and then the TV show, and then you know, just everything. He was always like a present, positive impression person. If you'd have asked me, as an adult, you know, do you really think this guy is as good as he seems? I would have been like, no, probably not. Uh, you know, uh, don't ever meet your heroes, right? right? Like, real people are real people, but at the same time. I would have never guessed. This stuff is this is messed up. Yeah. Stuff that he was doing is is like not normal. Right. It's like somebody must have done something to him as a child or something. This is this is somebody with a problem, like a yeah. dark dark problem. Like well, this the, is not the stuff he was doing is one step above murder. I mean, it really was. It was like it, one it, step below murder. Well, like yeah, not yeah, as yeah, bad yeah, as murder. Yeah, yeah. 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 murder yeah. would be yeah. In, in the terms bottom of how of the good worst. it is, yeah, yeah. it's above yes. murder. Yes. Well, right, I guess right, it right. depends on where you put the scale. Right. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. I put murder. How bad? Yeah. How bad is I this? Guess it's below murder. murder. Is at how the, good it is? It's above yeah. murder. Right. Murder at the top of the list for bad things, right. and the bottom of the right. list for right. but we're, we're, parking tickets. We're the, we're the same place. Just reverse the scales. But anyway, but it's still it's still like sociopathic behavior. Like he he completely cannot identify. He has no empathy at all for the people that he did this to. Doesn't sound like it. You know, and he was never, never apologetic about any of it. I didn't do anything wrong. And they it's not a question it of, of it's not a question of a different time. Yeah, I mean, this is just not you something know. you do to other people. Right? No, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where that comes from. He had a stand up. You want to, you want to hear the creepiest thing? Huh? He had a stand up bit about Spanish Fly and hmm. about the idea of putting something in a girl's drink and getting her to do whatever you right. want. And he's like, this is amazing. How c-? And everybody's just laughing along. Yeah. And I'm like, what in the hell? Well, they're laughing along because they don't think that he's actually doing it in his spare time. No. You know? I think they were laughing along because people in the 60s, men in the 60s, well, would have been like, whatever you got to do. Maybe. Yeah, maybe I so. I don't know. I, I can't get in their heads. I don't understand. But I'm like. I don't either. But I don't think to the extent that okay with that, he made it a, ho- a hobby. I mean, <laughs> yeah, right. he, was, he was an enthusiast, we might call him. Right. You know? Um, other people, you know, I remember reading, God, I think in comic books they had like, you know, they'd have the x-ray glasses. And I think there was like Spanish fly, like oh, advertisements. Oh, the like back the, with a like, flying car. Yes. I always wanted to buy the flying yeah, yeah. car. And, like the back of that. The 90 pound weakling. And I was, yeah, yeah. yeah. All I those things. Those I, I, and I remember like when I was a little kid, I was like, I don't know what that is. And then, uh. Was that um, in there? Yeah, I think oh, I think man. like Spanish Fly yeah. or something. There's some just stupid stuff. X-ray glasses, and you'd see like the girl. My in the only you watch Mad Men, right? Mm-hmm. Didn't they? Didn't there were a couple of episodes where they slipped stuff in drinks, weren't there? I don't know. They definitely drink a lot. They drank a ton. Yeah, and they would get girls drunk. And right. I don't know. I, you know, I think I think there's also I think the '70s drug culture was a lot different than now. I mean, recreational drug use was. I think it was new. And I think people, I think I think pills were th- were were like. I think there weren't the same um, cultural rules about it because it was new. It was like everybody right. was experimenting and like, what are we going to do here? And I was reading a thing about uh, 
you know how. Uh, and I'm not. I'm not, all these guys. I'm, I'm that, not excusing it. I'm just saying. There's that all these I guys think, on the Hall of Fame ballot, right? Yeah. Who did steroids? So yeah, right, like, they right. can't. They can't be in the Hall of Fame because of steroids. And it's like okay, I kind of get that, but you know, everybody in the '60s and '70s right. was doing greenies in order to stay awake and play baseball. <laughs> right. And they're all in the Hall of Fame. Right. So. You know, yeah, it's not like there was get, one guy doing steroids. Yeah. Everybody was doing steroids, and I think, and I think so. that's a different. That's you know, the equivocation like that is a bit different. I mean, I don't know how many guys are slipping no. stuff into no, 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 yeah, no, no, raping not, But I, I, mean, I was just talking about the drug culture. The yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, there's no, nothing no. okay about that. Yeah, that's, yeah. No, no, I, I get that. He took it from a place where everybody was doing something. Everybody was like cool and relaxed and chill about it, and he kept doing it because he was doing it up into the '90s. The 1990s. Oh, into the 2000s. Yeah. I think the so, I think the last. But you know the thing about it was was he was definitely a, well into the 90s. He yeah. was a complete baller. He really was because he had, he had the you know he was a comedian. He had the shows, everything else. But when you get like a, a formula team, a formula like 500, mm-hmm. like your own team, right. when you sponsor a team, like Paul Newman, right? That's Pretty bad. Bill Cosby like, had a Formula had, One. Oh, formula, yeah. Bill Cosby really had a Formula. He had. He actually sponsored the first black Formula um, driver. Uh, Willie T. Ribs though was the first black American, like Formula Five Hundred race car driver. Okay. And uh, he was sponsored by Bill Cosby. I mean, he, he was on Bill Cosby's race team. And I mean, when you when you have your own race team. Your own production company, mm-hmm. your own music company. That's a good indicator. You, know. you got some. You got some cash. Yeah. Right. He had a lot of tragedy though. Like his son was uh, mugged and shot for his Rolex. Mm-hmm. I remember that. The side of the road. His daughter died real young too. His daughter died real young. His son, if I remember correctly, so his son also had a PhD in education, uh-huh. and was like early educate, you know, early childhood education, and was doing stuff with the company, and just got like mugged by some random guy on the side of the road for his watch. It was like he his car broke. His down. car broke down, and like some Russian, sorry Russians, uh-huh. some Russian yeah. national um, gangster in, in L.A. Um, Stopped, shot him, took his watch, and split. You know, really? That was it. Yeah. I didn't know it was a Russian Totally, guy. Totally random. That's messed totally up. Totally random. <laughs> well, I'm here to tell you. Up, it'd be messed up if it wasn't Russian. I'm here to tell you, uh, Russians can be sketchy. Yeah. Can they? Yeah. All of them? Yeah. Personal, from, from, from <laughs> personal experience, I can tell you, sometimes. So does Alex, do, you, do your kids, I shouldn't say their names, but do your kids hold uh, dual citizenships? No. No, my wife's American citizen. She, was, she was, uh, came here when she was a little tiny kid as a Yeah, refugee. but she could still be Russian citizen. No. I well, she, first of all, she's not Russian. She's Ukraine. She oh, would be Ukrainian. Ukrainian okay. But, okay. And she left when okay. it was still the Soviet Union, so she would be uh, stateless. So I see. Yeah. She yeah. just is 100%, okay. 100% naturalized American citizen because okay. she came here as a little kid huh. as a refugee, which is a really fast track to citizenship. Right. No, no. Okay. Kids Get, are not. I don't know. Maybe if they went there. But see, the problem was they'd go there and they'd be like, we'd like to be Ukrainian. And he'd be like, sorry, you're a Jew. Really? They wouldn't want them. Like really? They, they did, that's why they came here. That's why her family came here is because they didn't want Jewish people, oh, basically. So. I had no idea. So speaking of different times, mm-hmm. there's a lot of violence, inter-family violence. And Bill Cosby would allude to it as he got older, even on The Cosby Show. You remember there's like a famous speech where he's like, I brought you into this world. I'll take you out. His dad comes in there and he's talking about that belt. Yeah. I was, you know, I was like always that. waiting for the, uh, I can make another one just like you. Right. <laughs> you know, right. Right. Because that was kind of a famous line from, yeah, the, the belt. You know, it would lift the skin right off your body. Right. And stuff. But it never got used, apparently. That's the thing. It never got used. And that is a difference, <laughs> So my, my grandpa. That is a difference. My grandpa apparently used to belt my dad like it was a thing. Like he, yeah. had, three, he had three sons, and they were all trouble. Mm-hmm. My dad, the least of the three, I would say. Um, so he was, a, he was a man, that, and he was a great big 
boxing policeman. He would he would take the belt to the boys. Yeah. You know? So he, one of my dad's favorite stories is he figured out he'd get in trouble, and his dad would be like, "Give me your belt," you know. So he was like, he just was walking around with his pants falling down all the time. Because if he got in trouble, he'd be like, I'm not wearing a belt. <laughs> or he had like a little wimpy rope or something like yeah, that. Yeah, no, so, so, yeah. So my, apparently he got in trouble one time. My grandfather thought that was so funny that he did that, that he just got away with whatever it was. That's great. You know. Oh, absolutely. Well, I got, I got beat a couple times, a few times. You know, I got slapped once in the mall. Really? And I was like 14. I was not like a little kid. Yeah. I said something lippy to my mom and boom, right across the I cheek. deserved to be slapped. And my I, mom never I slapped yeah, me. But I, I didn't have any problem. I, yeah. I wasn't like, you know, going to the cops or anything. I was yeah. like, yeah, I earned that one. Yeah. I, I don't know what, it, I don't remember what I said. Right. But it was, it was, it was okay. I got spanked you know? in elementary school no. back when they did. I, I got oh, by paddled, the teacher. paddled by the principal. Yeah. Oh, Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's some New Mexico standard. No, we didn't do that. You would have. That would have been. Yeah, that was so 1970s. What standards. I did have, there was this one substitute teacher mm-hmm. who generally was like okay, but if you mess with her, she came over and she put her two fingernails into my ear Ooh. and pulled me across the room. Ooh. But you know, Ouch. I'm moving on my own volition because yeah. I don't want my ear ripped off. Absolutely. But she had her fingernails into my ear, and I remember being like, Is "I was this like, okay." It was the same <laughs> thing as I said about my mom. I was like, "I yeah. deserve this, but I don't think this is okay." Yeah, yeah. Like, is, I think this is, is this against, supposed to be happening. I was like, but... "I'm not going to argue with you here because I do <laughs> right. deserve what you're doing, but like, this is you're not supposed yeah. to do this." And but I will say, you know, I will say, I, and I, I think the thing that I was laughing at when I was listening to, you know, the whole story about them sleeping in the same bed and everything is right punching each other, just what they do. Because my brother and I were like that. Three years apart, we fought all the time, I mean constantly. He was he was always so much bigger than me, so he beat the crap out of me sure. all the time. Sure. And nine times out of ten, just like his brother, I was asking for it. You know, yeah. I would, I'd be yeah, yeah. egging him on, I'd be yeah. touching him, don't touch me, you know, I'd, I'd do yeah. it. Somebody Got- was talking to me once about like how I view Israel and Palestine. Mm-hmm. And I'm always like, the way I've always looked at it is it's like a big brother and a little brother. Mm. Usually when you look at it, the Palestinians are the ones that are doing something that's yeah. causing the Israelis. Right. But it's like the Israelis are so much more powerful bigger, that you end up siding with the little brother. brother. You know, yeah. you're like you're like they get beat up. Yeah, yeah, little brother was being a total jerk. But then you came over and you like dropped bombs on their <laughs> yeah, houses. You so love like, their city. Yeah. This wasn't really fair. This is like you're sitting in the back seat and there's a line across the back seat and America's in the front driving the car. And every once in a while, Palestinians are reaching over going like they turn around you can't and slap touch me. I'm on your side. I'm on your side. I'm on your side. And then the Israelis turn around and punch him in the face. Yeah. And the Americans turn around and go, God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> what are you knock doing back there? Yeah, knock you it know. off. Right. That's, I will drive this off a cliff. I will dr- yes. I will, dr- <laughs> I will create the third world war. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I used to get threatened with driving. I'll take this car and drive. I will off. take my, this. My stepmom yeah, used God. to threaten to drive the car off the cliff. All the- we had no cliffs. There were no cliffs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where were you? You're in Virginia. No, we're in Virginia. Yeah. It's flat. But, you know. No, I, I'll drive I, uh, you into a semi-steep ravine would be the worst threat. I, you know, I think the thing about Bill Cosby, it's just it's it saddens me and it depresses me. You know? Yeah, more than anything else. I mean, yeah. it doesn't. And and this is is probably I have become so callous to life, man. I mean, stuff happens every day, right? All the time now, and I don't know if it's always happened. And I've often wondered that. You know, you look at two thousand years ago when people were literally savages and barbarians and putting axes into each other's heads and stuff like that. Not yeah. everyone, not if you're Greek. Violence always. If you're Greek ha- or Chinese, you're good. But then you had slaves. Ago. What I'm saying is yeah, like violence true. Violence always happened. You know, the world's always been a terrible place. And we always think of ourselves as so much more 
evolved. Okay. Right. Truth is, we're not. We're just we're lousy humans, and we and and there are those among us who cannot suppress. But do you remember what I was you know, saying about genocide in the last episode? Oh and yeah, I was we saying, talked, Oh, when we when uh, we were partying at my house, you were drunk, and you're saying, no, 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 this was here. This is the best this thing that ever happened to mankind. No, no, no. I was oh, saying that oh, the, problem, the reason why you differentiate genocide from like mass murder is that oh. genocide is a thing that lurks in the human psyche. It's these things that we have to guard against. Oh, that, well, that, you, that you want to get rid of the other. They're deep I mean, in our that's, barbarian that's, soul. Genocide is othering some other people, and right. you want to wipe those people right. off. Yeah. And if we're not careful, I think people will always feel that way. Hmm. You know, like there are there yeah. are bad things humans do that you could eliminate completely. I don't, I don't. And there are bad things humans do that will always lurk within the human soul. I don't know if I agree with that because I mean, if you look at let's go back you know, to the, the genocide thing. If you look at some of the most savage most brutal and violent civilizations ever, like Rome, for example, they would take over people, not massacre them. Now, there were like uh, the Huns would massacre everybody. The Romans might chop the right hand off of every man in the town they could. The Romans I mean, might, was, but, you know. but at, in their later years, they would integrate them in, into the kingdom because they, yeah. fig- they figured out that yeah. they could make a profit off them. Right. Right? That was that story about the Mongols, right? Right. When Genghis Khan was like, you know, we conquered China. I want to kill everybody in China and burn the buildings and raise a pasture for my horses all mm-hmm. over China. Right. And somebody said, you know, if you leave them alive, you can tax them and get a lot of money. And he was like, oh, hadn't yeah. thought of that. Yeah, you know? let's leave them alive then. I don't know right. how true that is, but, you know. So I'm just saying, what I'm saying is I, I think think there is something to what you're saying. There's a savage lurking below yes. all of our yes. Yes. Um, you know, kind manners Monsters and, from and so the forth. Yeah. And I think it, it shows up in various um, ways. And for some people, they become, you know, serial killers or maybe domestic abusers or whatever it happens to be. And for Bill, uh, Bill Cosby, it showed up in this particular way. Right. I, I mean, it's, it is a sociopathic behavior when you cannot feel empathy or you have no feelings for anybody else outside of yourself. Right. And he's it's in court. interesting how it ties into what we said about uh, uh, Renault. Yeah. This and is not Me Too. Yeah. This is beyond Me Too. Yeah. This, this is, is, this is, this is. This is rape. Yeah, absolutely. This is, this is a deep. Well, it's crime. beyond that. This He's doing a, it in front of her, her fiance, her husband. Her husband already. Right? I mean, yeah, not yeah, that that yeah, matters, yeah. but. But I mean, he, yeah. he's he's doing right. it right in front of her. No, and, he was supposed to never learn about it, but yeah, it was. Uh, but yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's oh, that's right. He can never know about right. that. He's so he's so he's young. Just a child. Yeah, he's just so a child. Yeah. yeah, in so many ways. So. There's that feeling where you just have no. It's almost contempt for your fellow people, you know. Well, this is what I'm saying about and the I, difference. There's a difference between like. Bad things about human civilization, and then there's things that are bad that are rooted in mankind. Yeah. And this kind of predatory male sexuality, unfortunately, is rooted in mankind. You're you're just always going to have to create social structures to fight against this. This is always going to be there. There's, There's like different kinds of things. It's like I'm trying to think of a crime that like you wouldn't really think of. I don't know. Like, There's just certain things that... If you got rid of them, they'd be gone forever. And then there's other things that will always crop up in humans. Whenever you get a human society together, there will be people that will. Yeah, yeah. Whenever, either there will always be men who want, you know, sex to the extent that they'll do terrible things to get it. Right. I think you'd have to genetically rewrite people. So yeah. you, you're always going to have to come up with social structures to stop that. Right. And any society that pretends that doesn't exist it's going to run rampant, right? you know? Now, this is obviously criminal. 
way to the way to the side of the spectrum in terms of what people will do as far as I as far as I am concerned. Right. You're just always going to have to guard against this kind of thing. So how do you measure this? So let's do a surprise. Yeah. So. I mean, my only surprise was um, sort of to put in perspe- into perspective how long his career was and how many things. As I read through his Wikipedia article, I was like, oh right, picture pages and Fat Albert. And there was mm-hmm. a Cosby show in the 60s and I Spy. And then right. I, I forgot about it. He was in a couple of movies. Mm-hmm. He was in like Jack and Leonard Part 6. And things. Right. he did have sort of an abortive film career. Right. And then the Cosby show and how huge that was. And then other iterations of the Cosby show. And just what a, you know, we're talking about a 50-year career. It wasn't a surprise, but it, to have it quantified for me like that was kind of like impressive to me. Right. I was like, wow, this is really not just some tangential figure like Louis C.K. Yeah getting canceled. This is a major American figure getting canceled. Not yeah. canceled is the wrong word. This is a criminal who should be extracted. Well, no, can- canceled is you know. like literally what happened to him. But I think the circumstances are different. The circumstances are you know, completely different. That's why I say you put everybody, if you put hashtag me too, and you put everybody in the same bucket. You, I can't, think, you I, cannot I think, go back and listen to this album I think, and pretend this guy's not right. a criminal. I, I think I think do by it. I think by doing that, you know, saying hashtag me too or whatever, I think what that does is it magnifies say, all I'm saying knows. is that there that uh, there are lesser degrees of the me too. Of course. And when you put them all in the same bucket, yeah. you know, you say Bill Cosby, me too. Yeah. This guy, me too. Bill Cosby is not me too. Bill Cosby is criminal. The problem with Bill Cosby is you the know. complexity. Because yeah, the American dad thing. So you've got a black man right. who was elevated to the stature of all Americans' dad. That should be celebrated. You know, that should be well, amazing, right? Well, part of isn't this that, is isn't what, that an amazing triumphal story. But the downfall it makes it even worse, right? And then yes. on top of that, yes. you've got the sanctimony, as you mentioned, um, of of lecturing right. black Americans. Right. You know, youth, you should pull up your not, pants. And, and you should, none of these, you should none talk of these right, poor kids, blah, blah, blah. None of these poor kids with bad grammar with their pants on the ground ever did anything yeah, half they, as they bad as slip, what Bill Cosby did. Lubes right? and rape women. Kids, kids that are going right. out, hanging out with their friends and right. talking too loud in public so are he, nowhere so, near so, as guilty. Right. And so, you know. so you've got that aspect. You know, you've got so many layers. Once he's dead, there will be a there'll be a tragedy. He's eighty four. Yeah, the day is upon us. He's not going to last much. There'll longer. be a tragedy written, a biopic. Yeah, written. And it'll be the tragedy of Bill Cosby or something like that. You know, and and it truly is a tragedy because right. clearly there's something wrong with him. You know, that's real. He can't even recognize it. That's how bad it is. He can sit in court and say, "Well, they wanted it. There's nothing wrong with what I did." You know. When everybody's like, "What is wrong with you?" You know, yeah, no, and uh, yeah. I don't. So yeah, exactly. Anyway, I, so so so, do you? How do you measure this album? So we're looking at the album that you suggested. So I was thinking about so how this. Do we, how do we measure this? Is I was thinking about, like I said, album? with Thriller. I yeah. can listen to Thriller and just be like, "Terrific album." Right. And then later, I'll be like, "Oh, right, Michael Jackson turns out to be a horrible person." Okay. I could watch the Cosby Show today, and laugh. Yeah. And then, and then say to myself, oh, right, Bill Cosby turned out to be a really terrible person. That does kind of ruin it for me. I would never show my – so I show my kids old shows sometimes. Yeah. I would never show my kids the Cosby show regardless of how funny it was. It was a really good show, cute show with the kids, you know, and everybody, Rudy, and, you know, it was just a great show. Sure. But I couldn't show that to my kids in good conscience today and then have them find out later, why yeah. the hell did my dad show me something that this guy did? I don't think you can find it anyway. <laughs> I think it's been pulled well, from true. everywhere. It's been pulled from a lot yeah. of things, which is crazy because yeah. 
Like, I know it was on. It was, it was on everywhere. It was wasn't the it? number one show yeah. in America from 1985 to 1989. Right. Meaning it was bigger than Night Court and Cheers right. and everything else that we grew up with that yep. you could still find. And today, then it became you know? syndicated. And then and it, it was syndicated. It was and, reruns right. all over the right. place. Yeah. And I probably watched. Honestly, I was never allowed to control what was on TV during yeah. prime time when I was a kid, so I only watched these things as syndication. Yeah. So right. there's <laughs> we, sometimes we talk about shows, and I realize I never like Airwolf. You never watched Airwolf? Never got to watch Airwolf. Oh, My friends would talk about shame. it all the time. My dad would never let me turn Terrible the TV show, but to it was, watch Airwolf. It was, when you were a little kid, it was great. I watched the heck out of Three's Company yeah. while Airwolf was on. Well, Three's Company, pretty good show. So yeah. It's not that bad. It's not that yeah. bad of a trade-off. But um, anyway, I just think that this is um, this is a criminality. This yeah. is not getting me tooed. Yeah. You know, which is always, there's always a little bit of gray area right. about how I feel about Aziz Ansari on one end. And Louis C.K. and Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein's closer to this. Yeah. It's on a spectrum. Agreed. If it was like a spectrum of one to ten, I'd, I'd put Aziz Ansari to two, Louis C.K. to five, Weinstein at an eight, and this is a ten. I don't know if it's – well, anyway. You know, this is criminal conduct. This is be- – well, this is off and a scale. And he's admitted to the criminal this conduct. This is off a scale. That's what I'm saying. This isn't a me too. This is off a scale. Right. This is beyond it. Right. Right? This is This is not – you know, I no, no one in America ever thought this behavior was okay. Uh, no. E- even my grandfather yeah, no, d- wouldn't you know, have thought this was no, okay. Of course. So, even your grandfather wouldn't have right. thought this was okay. Even your grandfather. Yeah. I mean, I'm uh, he's probably a giant horn dog, but like, <laughs> it, you know, wouldn't wouldn't have Sorry. been okay with this kind I, of thing. I had to put it that way. Okay, oops, so oops, so oops. it's uh so it's my call. Yep. I, yeah, I can't toast this. No, I I'm not going to argue. This with is you. a hard one. Why did you do this? I thought it'd be a fascinating yeah, discussion, which yeah, I think it was. Controversial. And, well, yeah. it was also, I just, go- I was like, I'd like to do another comedy right. album. Well, that's interesting. We had fun yeah, with that. the comedy album. So I was like. So was he, w- he wasn't caught in 2011, was he? No, most of it came out 15, 16. All right. So this is really, before all that stuff. That's where the really yeah. addition I'd like to the see friend, them yeah. uh, revise that, that so, uh, list. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm absolutely sure they would. Yeah. But uh, I just Googled, you know, t- top comedy albums of all time. And yeah. I was clicking through it. And this was number one. Wow. This was not. High up. This was yeah. number one of all time. Interesting. 40 albums. And, I mean, Eddie Murphy's Raw was on there and stuff like that. I mean, this is yeah. the great comedy albums of all time. And this was number one. So I was like, I think we got to – I know this is kind of dated. I yeah. know this list is dated, but, like – That was that was a good call. I think we got to talk about yeah, this. Yeah, I'll give it to you. This is an interesting – Well, we, we can't – did we do our biggest surprises? We I didn't. don't really have any big surprises here. Um, my, my, well, I said my big surprise was just the extent of his career. M- is it is not a surprise, but it was it was to to have it oh, put in okay, front yeah, of me yeah. was like right. stark. It yeah. was like oh yeah, this is not huge. Just the guy who I guess did the Cosby Show. My biggest surprise. This was, is an American was, icon for was, forty years. He was like legitimately a stud, jock. Yeah, you know, and everything yeah, else right. in in high school. He didn't finish high school. That was a huge surprise for me. We're not toasting. We're not toasting. Definitely it. not so, toasting this album. Unfortunately, and I think that we have to toast. Well, hang on, hang on. Don't okay. drink. I think we have to toast the regret we have about what happened to this person that we thought Bill Cosby was. Almost like pour out a little bit of our drink for the man we thought he was and the icon that he was in the 80s and 90s. Because that man's gone. Yeah. That man's dead. Yeah. That man is a thing of the past. We cannot, that's, that's, a, that's, an interesting, you know, that's an interesting observation. I'd like to imagine yeah. this persona of, like we said, America's dad. Right. And I think that sometimes because of our because of the crap history that we have in this country with black people, that sometimes we we like really latch onto the idea of this is a black success. Right. This this heals all of our wounds. We did this with Obama. 
not that Obama ever turned out to be a bad guy or anything, but like everybody was really, really this this fixes everything. Right. That this guy got to the being the president. Bill Cosby getting to be America's dad healed all of our wounds in some way. And then this happened. Right. And you're like, why? Why couldn't you have turned out to just be a good, you know? Right. I just re- and it's like this weird white liberal guilt thing where it would have been great if he was America's I don't know. Michael Jackson, same thing. Yeah. Michael Jackson was huge, the biggest star in America. And then that happened. You're like, why? Why does that have to happen? Like right. we need healing so much and we need idols. I, in, I don't know if I could a, I don't know if I could toast that. I will I will tip my, my glass to that. I, I can't toast that though. I, I really Why not? What's wrong with that? Well, I don't think I think it goes against the spirit of what we're doing. Okay. You know? I mean period. Spirit of yeah. Well, we're not toasting the classic, definitely. Yeah. But we're I mean, toasting the memory of what Bill Cosby could have been. Yeah. As America's dad. Well, if I he mean, was if he was an 84-year-old man, if he, you know, Betty White just died. Well, the problem, and everybody the, was like the, the Betty problem, White, the problem nobody has this, a problem with Betty White. The problem with that with the with that observation though is that if we hadn't have found out about it, right. Everything would be fine. Right. Could have still been going on. Well, it's like the Schrodinger's cat is Always dead and alive. Bill Cosby's always a rapist and not <laughs> if we don't find out about it. Bill Murray is a rapist and he's not because we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. You know, well, that's sorry, bad. Bill Murray. I love you. But I'm t- that's a, well, I, was, I used I'll you t- as an example because I'm trying to come up with somebody who, I'll, who I love. I'll tell so. that. We do love you, Bill Murray. Yes. Cheers. Right. Cheers. Cheers to whatever the hell we just cheers to. All right. Well, thank you for joining us yet again on it's a slightly dark time on toasting the classics. Uh, dark toasting the classics, yeah. and um, we will see see you next time. I don't know what we're doing, but I'm sure that Dave we do. Will tell we you. do know what we're doing. It's going to be a book. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. What it's are we doing? A book. It's a lovely book. One of my favorites of all time. Made into a terrific movie. This is uh, this is my. Uh, this was Clint's pick. Um, made into a tr- which which of the movies though. Uh, the first one, the 60s one. Yeah, that's a fantastic really, really movie. Really yeah. good. Um, yeah. It's about the time machine by H.G. Wells. The Eloy and, and the Morlock. I think we could do any of H.G. Wells' works. We could. Uh, I picked this. I, I got to admit. We probably uh, will Ladies and gentlemen, I, I picked this because it was 84 pages. <laughs> uh, the last one I suggested yeah. was 522 pages or something like that. Right. So, He's guilt. Uh, <laughs> guilt. White so, guilt. There's white my, guilt about picking my, too long. Too long white uh, guilt books. about. And, and uh, Dave gave me a bunch of crap about. Uh, right. About why why are you why do you keep picking all these long right. long books? So. I didn't say keep picking. I'm just saying this is a freaking long book. <laughs> yeah, like, I know. Well, the, I, the show the Toast and Classics podcast opened with a choice not made not by, either, by either, one, either of which us, which I think is actually by fitting. a famous social media persona who yes. shall remain unnamed. Chose the Gulag Archipelago, 1800 pages, 1800 pages, pages, yeah. pages yeah. in three version. volumes, right? Three volumes. I read it for several months before we started the show. <laughs> yeah, that took a while, and uh, I think I learned a lesson there. Yeah, to not to pick something that's two thousand well, pages. Anyway, long, so cheers to eighty-four uh, pages. I'm gonna get you. Uh, I'm gonna pick something. I'm gonna. Oh God, don't. We're gonna do Moby Dick or something. Oh Lord, no, anything but uh, that. Yeah, so so uh, the time machine. Join us next time. Right. And uh, time machine. We're gonna go back. In time, and I'm going to stop myself from talking so about many, race so much so on many this times, podcast. Don't so many say times, that. Don't say that. <laughs> so many times during this, this uh, actually, even today's podcast, I wish we had a time machine. It'd yep, be great to exactly. go back and sell some hash. So thanks for Wait, uh, joining what? us, everyone. Never mind. Uh, thanks for joining us, everybody, and uh, we will talk to you next time. Peace out. Bye. That's it for episode 40 of Toasting the Classics. For those playing along at home, look up the recipe for a time traveler cocktail on schweppes.com for our discussion of H.G. Wells' original tale of chronic displacement, The Time Machine. 
If you'd like to get in touch, please send us an email at toastingtheclassics at gmail.com. Send us show ideas, comments, complaints, and your thoughts on separating the art from the artist. Check out my blog at theattractivenuisance.com and follow us on Twitter at @attractivenuisance. Our music was written by Michelle MacArthur. See you next time on Toasting the Classics. Mm-hmm.